Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. People want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people about how good he is. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. This is about like the Lord's blessed opportunity and, and becoming, you grow and you learn things. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson, fired up to be with you today on this Super Bowl edition of Unpacking It. We'll be joined by two guests to talk about the big game. First off, Solomon Wilcots, former NFL player, longtime analyst and broadcaster. And so we'll talk about the game, we'll talk faith, we'll talk life with him. And then also, one of the, the, the best return men in history uh, in the NFL, Billy White Shoes Johnson, will join us a little bit later, and, and we'll talk football, faith, and life with him as well. And so plenty of, of insight and analysis for the, the big Super Bowl, I, I can't wait to watch the game. And so I'm leaning toward the Patriots winning. My, the one thing I, I guess I'm most curious about is when and how successful will each team be when it comes to trick plays, fourth down plays, and going for two. I think that will be the difference in the game. And I also won't be surprised if the Rams jump out early and get a lead and then the Patriots have to come back. Not quite the extreme that we saw with the Falcons, but something along those lines. So I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Also, on the show today, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about the Rams running back situation and and how C.J. Anderson has had to come in and carry the load. And and so we're going to discuss how that translates to our own lives. And, And I'm very curious to see what that split will be during the game between Gurley and C.J. Anderson and how many carries for each. So we've got plenty to get to. We're just getting started right here on Unpacking It, Sports Byline USA, Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio. Thanks for being with us. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Going beyond the field. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. We're back here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can subscribe to our podcast, sign up for our daily email devotional, and you can always email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com, and always love to hear from you. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll be joined by Billy White Shoes Johnson, and we'll do our segment, Unpack This. But joining us now is former NFL safety Solomon Wilcots. He played six seasons in the league after being drafted out of Colorado in the 1987 draft. He spent time with the Bengals, Vikings, and Steelers. He has had an award-winning broadcasting career since his playing days with stops at ESPN, CBS, and the NFL Network. 
He can now be heard on Sirius NFL Radio and seen as an analyst for Sky Sports in the UK. Solomon, it's great to have you on with us here on Unpacking It. How are you? I'm doing great, and uh, you know, I'm glad to be on with you today. And uh, I'm enjoying a lot of great NFL football as we get ready for Super Bowl 53. And uh, you know, next year this time we'll be in the middle of our 100th season in the National Football League. So these are good times. Wow, that no, that's incredible, and and I know I'm fired up for the Super Bowl, but but at the same time, I know that a lot of fans kind of have New England fatigue. And so what is your perspective on, on the Patriots being back in the Super Bowl, their ninth time? And, and as an analyst, are, are you tired of them, or do you focus more on appreciating what they've been able to accomplish? Yeah, I'm more on the, of the guy who appreciates the excellence because it's not easy to win. in the National Football League is certainly not easy to sustain success, and they found a way to do it. Obviously, their coach is a hardworking guy, you know, Bill Belichick in the offseason, while most coaches can't wait to go on that fishing trip or that long-awaited vacation, this guy is back at the grind. I mean, his vacation is pouring through tape, <laughs> looking for the next wave of talent in the draft, looking at how he can make his team better. He's just a guy who's a gym rat, and his quarterback has the same mentality in terms of the work ethic. And between those two, they, they, they set the bar really high, and now it's about the other coaches and the other teams trying to um, reach that level of consistency. And no one has been able to sustain it like they've been able to. And no question. And, and really what, what always stands out to me is the fact that, okay, they've been here now nine times, but it's always different players. And they're able to, to cycle in different guys. How do you view that? And, and how are they able to, to just year after year plug and play different guys unlike any other team has been able to do? Well, one, the coach has developed a system that really requires the players to not do, try to do anything that's outside of their skill set. They only ask you to do uh, one or two things that's well within your skill set. If you're Julian Edelman or you are a a slot receiver, you're going to work over the middle of the field. We're not going to ask you to go deep down the sideline and and catch jump balls. We're not going to try to may ask you to do things that are outside of your skill set. Gronk, specific skill set for things for him that they know he can do. And they know he's a good blocker, so he can he can help with the run game and his blocking. They know he's a big body guy, so he's going to be dominant inside the red zone. So the coach has created a blueprint uh, that allows even average players to be successful with just doing what they do best. Mm. And then when your quarterback, your best worker, is your hardest worker, he sets the bar and the tempo and the tone and tenor of things for everyone else on the football team. How do you miss a practice day when Tom Brady doesn't miss a practice day? <laughs> How are you late for meetings when Tom Brady is never late for meetings? So I think the two combined creates a culture for winning, unlike what we've ever seen before. No question. Solomon Wilcox, our guest right now on Unpacking It, NFL analyst, former NFL safety. And then, of course, on the other side, we, we've got the Los Angeles Rams, and, and we're seeing this, this new team and the, this young coach. What, what do you make of the quick success that, that he's been able to have with this team? And, and, and what kind of impact will he have, Sean McVay, on the league moving forward? Sean McVay is a really good coach. I, you know, what I, what I see – from Sean McVay, I don't see anything new. He was uh, an assistant coach under Mike Shanahan when Coach Shanahan was with 
the Washington Redskins. Uh, remember, Mike Shanahan used to be an assistant coach under Bill Walsh um, and George Seifert in San Francisco. He took that same offense to the uh, Denver Broncos that allowed John Elway to win a couple of Super Bowls. Now, remember, John had been to three Super Bowls before Shanahan. Oh, yeah. But he went to two with, with Coach Shanahan because they had this running back named Terrell Davis, okay? <laughs> so, it, so everything went through the running game, even though the quarterback was great. And that's something that uh, Sean McVay learned from Coach Shanahan, learned it from Kyle. You look at what Kyle did in Atlanta with, with uh, Matt Ryan. Look at the, what the running game did with Don, Devontae Freeman and, and Tevin Coleman. Um, over two, over 2,000 yards in production from both backs, it turned Matt Ryan into an MVP. So he takes that same offense to the Rams, a quarterback that looked like he wasn't even going to be able to play in this league, and Jared Goff now looks like he's, he's going to be a star, going to be playing a long time. Why? Because he's got a running back by the name of Todd Gurley, and, and obviously Sean McVay recognizes that. Uh, and everything goes through the run game. It goes through that offensive line, goes through the running back, and that's why when things struggled with the running game at Chicago, a game where Jared Goff had four interceptions, it was tough for him to manage the offense without a running game. So this isn't anything new if you were to ask Jerry Rice, if you were to ask Roger Craig, if you were to ask, um, you know, John Elway and even Terrell Davis. They're like, oh, that's our play. That's our playbook. Great insight from Solomon Wilcox, NFL analyst and former NFL safety here on Unpacking It. And, and so it's going to be a, a great Super Bowl, and, and you'll be leading up with, with plenty of coverage on, on Sky Sports in the U.K., and, and I find this very interesting that, that you're you know, a part of helping to, to, to teach and, and, and give analysis about American football to that fan base over there. And, and so what has that experience been like for you, and, and do you sense that, that American football is really catching on there? Oh, no doubt it has caught on, and it's there to stay. You know, I first went over, um, I thought I was going to have to really tone it down and be very elemental in my approach to teaching and spreading the gospel of NFL football. Uh, and I found out that their fans are already operating at a high level. Wow. They can tell you who the offensive and defense coordinators are for many teams in the NFL. They can go tell you who the special teams coordinator is on many other teams in the National Football League. You go to a game at Wembley Stadium, you'll find all 32 teams represented by fans wearing their jerseys. They stand up and cheer the entire game. Wow. Well, we don't do that at an NFL <laughs> game. So, so you got to understand it's ingrained in their culture to be really active when it comes to cheering and rooting on the passionate sport that they love. And, and we're finding that kind of energy in stadiums, whether it's the um, Talkenham um, Stadium or if it's Wembley Stadium, uh, the place is rocking and it's packed to the gills uh, with NFL fans. Wow. So so more and more teams are going over there for, for games and I'm here in Charlotte and I know the Panthers are going there next year. And, and so in the future, what does that look like to, to potentially have a, a franchise there? And, and, and what are some of those, those conversations like and, and your perspective on, on how doable that would be? Well, you know, the only, uh, there's no doubt I think the market of London could not only support one team, they could probably support two. Wow. Like, um, you know, whether it's New York or L.A., those, 
those markets support two teams. There's no doubt that London is a big enough metropolis uh, and big enough in terms of the market, not only market size, but the money that's in that market to support teams. It's really about what is it going to be like for teams who have to play them when they play eight home games a year? Mm. How do you get teams over there to play where it's not a disadvantage to the road team? I think the league has done a good job of building a fan base, building a market base where they know a team in London would be a viable option. Now, how do we do it and still keep real competitive balance? I think that's, that's the next thing that you have to come. He's Solomon Wilcox. I'm Bryce Johnson. We've got to take a quick break, but we've got plenty more faith, football, and life talk with Solomon right after this. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us here on Unpacking It. It's a Super Bowl edition. I can't wait for the game. Hope you guys are excited as well. We're in the middle of an awesome conversation with former NFL player and longtime broadcaster and analyst Solomon Wilcots. And coming up, we'll, we'll talk to Billy White Shoes Johnson. But we continue with Solomon right now. And, and, and Solomon, we love, we love talking football on this show, but, but we also love talking faith and, and life. And, and I know that, that you grew up in the church and, and your, your dad was a, a pastor. But at what point in your life did, did faith become real and, and personal and, and, and when you really took the steps to, to follow Jesus? Well, yeah, I grew up in a family where, you know, my grandparents, uh, my dad's family, there are a lot of ministers. My dad still um, uh, pastors his church. Um, that he built wow. uh, on property where he lives in Jackson, Mississippi, where he went and retired, built his own church. That congregation has grown. He now uh, tours over in Africa and serves as a missionary. Um, and my dad is 78 years old. He's mm. still working in the ministry now that he's retired from, from his other job. Uh, but no, I, you know, my parents have always taught us, you know, how to pray, how to, how to seek solace in relationship with Christ and, and how to make it real in our lives and how to make it tangible. And it was really through the art of being a servant, through the art of giving, mm. through the art of making yourself available to be a helper in this world. And it was through that. I've always found that when you're a giver, um, there's you always feel good about it. You're always um, are being blessed. You're always Come away from that experience um, with this uh, euphoria-like feeling. Um, whenever you're able to give of yourself the help of other people, there's never been a time when I've been disappointed. There's never been a time uh, when my needs weren't met. I'm not saying that's why I did it. I'm just saying that I've come to know that over time that when you live life through that prism, that it's a very rewarding path to take. Mm. And it is through that path that, uh, my faith has always been rewarded, and there's never been a time when the faith wasn't rewarded. It, I'm, you know, it's, the faith is nearly, it's really undefeated mm. when you take that path. And so um, I have just come to learn now through my 
54 years on this earth that I, you know, I'm committed to that path. I'm committed to that, to that mindset. Uh, and I, I don't have to worry about what tomorrow holds. I don't have to worry about it at all. It's not guaranteed. It's not assured. All I know is that if I continue to walk in faith, that I will not be forsaken. Amen. Amen. So, so as you look back at your, your faith journey, what are some of the, maybe even the, the, the tougher moments in life and, and the, the pain and the disappointment that you've gone through that, that really challenged your faith, but developed your faith and, and, and your trust in the Lord? You know, I, I grew up in, in a neighborhood, a community that had a lot of wonderful values, but it also was a place that, you know, was, you know, it was very dangerous. I grew up in Compton, California, in Los Angeles, um, in, a, in a neighborhood. There were drugs that were prevalent. There was gang violence that was prevalent. Um, and I just remember praying every day. I just want to go to school, come back home safely. Just let me come back home safe. Mm. Just let me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these, these things, you know, that most um, 12, 13-year-olds shouldn't have to ask for, but that was the reality. And so I, I knew my faith was rewarded daily just because, you know, I'm making it through. I, you know, I remember times when bullets were flying and, and I never was touched by one. Oh. I don't know if they were meant for me or if they wasn't, but I do know that innocent people were hit. Um, and I wasn't one of them. Mm. And I just remember um, having those kinds of prayers. I remember having the kind of prayer that said, look, I want to be able to make it out of here. I want to go to college one day. I want to be able to play sports. I want to be able to um, have a better life for my family one day. And at every single stage, whether it's through high school, prayers being answered with the opportunity to go away from college and uh, have earn a college scholarship, and, and then be just praying constantly at the University of Colorado to be able to turn around the program that couldn't win a game when I first got there to um, going to back-to-back bowl games and three years after I left winning a national championship and then going into the National Football League. I didn't necessarily play, you know, pray for a great career. I just prayed for the opportunity to play, um, to stay healthy, and to be able to change the trajectory of my life through education and sports. All of those things have been accomplished. Um, and then to be able to work in broadcast television for 25 years mm. was simply not of my doing, but it was being blessed through hard work and dedication and, again, faith being rewarded. I started as an unpaid intern at a local NBC affiliate in Cincinnati, working um, as, as an editor as a writer, then I became a producer, then a reporter, then became a local sports anchor. Five years later, I got a call from ESPN um, and then went to work there. And in my three years there, I ended up winning the sports Emmy. Um, and so I'm, and I covered more than football. I covered NCAA tournament, NBA finals, Major League Baseball, PGA Tour events. So becoming a real tried and true journalist was a goal of mine. And through faith, hard work, and dedication, those prayers were answered. That's awesome. What a great story. We're talking with Solomon Wilcox here on Unpacking It. And, and as you look back on that journey and, and the incredible open doors and, and opportunities, why and, and how do you think God used those opportunities uh, in your life to, to, to have an impact on others? And, and what kind of 
you know, open doors because of your platform? Have you felt like, yeah, God, God really used this for other people and there, there was a purpose in all of these answered prayers and, and blessings that, that he poured on your life? You know, it's, it's amazing. I remember when I was leaving to go off to college and I was, my mom was asking me, she says, well, what do you want to study when, you, when you're in school? I said, I want to sport, study sports journalism. I want to be able to cover sports as a journalist, mm. as a reporter. And I remember looking at him, she says, but you never talk. <laughs> she said, I was very quiet. Wow. Yeah, I was very quiet. I didn't talk. I had three older brothers. They took most of the oxygen in the room, right? <laughs> and so, but, but that gives you an idea of how, what, what God could do in a person's life when you're truly committed and you live and walk by faith. Um, he, he said to call those things that are not as though they were. Mm. The fact that if you could speak it, if you could see it, if you could believe it and then speak it, those words take on a life form. That our words have power. Mm. Even the words that we tell ourselves on a daily basis, they have power. Mm. And we have to be, that's why we have to be careful to what we say to ourselves and what we say to others. I've always asked, um, God to use me as an instrument in any way possible if I can help improve the lives of other people. Mm. And I remember um, when you know, I was hosting a radio show, I was doing, I was breaking in, trying to do all these things. And I said, you know, God, if you ever blessed me enough to be able to do this, you know, I, I, I want to be the, the kind of individual that never says no mm. to others. When people ask me to be on their radio show, Yes, I'll do it. And when they call, they're not going to get a no call return or act like I've never told them I'd do it. I'm going to be there to do it. Mm. I'm going to be there to deliver on what I said I would do. I want to help others prosper in the way that I've been able to prosper. And I think you could talk to a lot of former players, current players, and they will tell you that they could call me any time of day. And when they want to talk about how to break into business, what are some of the things that they could do while they're still playing, they will tell you that I take the time to help them. I'm not afraid to help other people. Some people are. They, don't, they, they feel that there's only so much to go around that if I help this person, they're going to end up taking my job one day. I, I, I don't operate like that. So it's no sense in holding on to our precious jewels when we should share them with others. Because you'll, if you share, you never have to worry about running out. Mm. Man, what a strong message from Solomon Wilcots here on Unpacking It. Man, I, I love that and, and love just the, the concept of doing what we say we're going to do. And, and I think it's, it's sometimes undervalued or underappreciated. But when you can really trust people that, that when they say they're going to help you, when they say they're going to come through, and then they do... Man, it's just a, it's just a difference, and you stand out. So so cool to hear that that's that's your perspective, uh, Solomon. And so so thank you for that. And and we'll leave it right there. And and Solomon, of course, final question. I've got to ask you who you taking Rams Patriots in, in the Super Bowl. I Tom Brady. I just, I love Tom Brady. I just think Tom Brady's great, and I think Belichick. I think they're going to do everything they can to take Todd Gurley out of the game and make it a one dimensional game. And at that point. Can Jared Goff carry this offense without uh, the running game? I don't think so. So I can tell you right now, I think I think Tom Brady and Patriots are going to win. But I'm going to take the Rams, and here is why. Ooh. I believe defense wins championships. 
Mm. I believe if Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald show up the way that they did against Dallas, the way they did against Drew Brees and the Saints, they will wreck shop. And not to mention, Los Angeles is on my birth certificate. Ah, I was born and raised there. There it is. I'm taking the right. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all right. No, that's a that's a good take on it. And and Solomon, man, great to to have you on the show. Glad glad this finally worked out. And and really just appreciate your insight, your wisdom, and whether, whether we're talking football or faith. So uh, glad to have you on unpacking it today. Thank you for having me, Bryce. I greatly appreciate it. All right. Well, we thank you. He's Solomon Wilcox joining us here on Unpacking It. Up next, we'll be joined by Billy White Shoes Johnson as the Super Bowl edition of Unpacking It continues on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio. Sharing the personal side of sports, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and really appreciate you listening to the Unpacking It radio show each week. But I want to invite you to check out our website, unpackingit.com, so that you can sign up to receive Unpacking It each day in your email. That's right. We send out an encouraging, challenging, inspiring word uh, through email. It's, it's in written form. It's a, a devotional that takes a current sports story, relates it to the Bible. We call it Unpack This. And you can subscribe for free by going to unpackingit.com. It's designed to help you grow in your faith and, and help you understand the Bible better, all with a little sports and some of the cool stories going on in the world of sports. And so we encourage you to check it out. It's for you, and it's about two minutes each weekday in your inbox. Check it out, unpackingit.com, and subscribe to Unpack This. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as well. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Glad to be with you here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with Solomon Wilcots. If you missed that interview or if you ever miss our show, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And right now, we have another great interview for you. Joining us today is Billy White Shoes Johnson. After 14 years in the NFL, Johnson retired as the league's all-time leading punt returner. He's a three-time Pro Bowler and was named Man of the Year with the Oilers and Falcons. His final season in the NFL was in 1988 with the Redskins. He is known as one of the first players to display elaborate celebrations in the end zone. He's a member of the 1970s and 1980s All-Decade Team. He joins us today on behalf of Pork Rind Appreciation Day and the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund. Billy, thanks so much for joining us here on Unpacking It. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I am doing fantastic. All right. Well, we're, we're gearing up for the, the Super Bowl, and, and everybody's fired up about it. So what has you most intrigued about this year's matchup? I'm interested to see how the um, Patriots' offensive line hold up against <laughs> the Rams' defensive line. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be where the battle is last where the war is won. Mm-hmm. be honest with you, I truly believe that it's going to be uh, rather interesting. 
knowing the Pat Patriots are going to develop some type of scheme to try to neutralize the defensive linemen of the Rams. And, and so doing, it's going to cause the secondary to really uh, be on their P's and Q's. No question about it. So on the other side with, with the, the New England Patriots and, and what they've been able to do just year after year, what, what aspect of their consistent success stands out to you the most? Well, I just believe that they're winners. They always feel as though they're never completely out of the game until the game is over. And with that type of thinking, that type of uh, mindset, uh, guys will always rally to the uh, point of of knowing that they can uh, make something happen. And it's, it's a team effort. It's a team collaboration. So I think knowing that, uh, that gives them that psychological edge. We're talking with Billy White Shoes Johnson here on Unpacking It. And and when you watch today's NFL, what elements of the game do you feel like have really improved and are great and, and you love where the game is at? And then what aspects of the game do you feel like maybe they've, they've, they've lost or, or you, you kind of miss the way that it was when, when you played back in the 70s and 80s? Well, let's take the last first. I, I'd rather see them let the guys play and be spontaneous. Right now, if you look at a guy too hard, they're going to throw a flag on you. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the upside of it is that they're trying to protect guys, mm. taking uh, unnecessary hits or shots out of the game. And, and everybody's for that. But I think you got to let people who play this game play the game. Uh, there's, it's, it's a contact sport, so uh, let it happen. Uh, what they're doing, trying to legislate, Incidents where guys can get hurt and they can be uh, taken care of. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But overall, you can't change a game to make it better. Trying to take away special teams, return teams, that uh, devising schemes of uh, blocking guys, how they block on special teams. It's almost going to come down like it is in Pro Bowl. You know, mm. Everybody's going to play touch. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. what I don't like. That's right. And we're talking with Billy White Shoes Johnson, uh, former Houston Oiler. And, uh, and, and you mentioned having fun as a kick returner. And, and you're also known for the, the fun that you had in the, in the end zone after scoring touchdowns and, and the, the funky chicken dance and, and, and all of that. When people bring that up to you, which I'm, I'm sure they do, do often, what, what do you like to, to share with people just about your perspective on having fun as a football player and being able to celebrate in the end zone and, and why, why you found that to be enjoyable and, and a part of just who you were as a player. Well, it, it, it was a lot of fun. The guys liked it on the team and the fans. And the biggest thing was that you never tried to denigrate anybody or rub their nose. And it was just something that you enjoyed doing, and I'm telling you, we didn't. It, it was tough for a man my size getting to the end zone. So <laughs> why not celebrate? <laughs> why not celebrate? But it, but it was all done in fun, and we didn't try and rehearse. We didn't have any uh, drama students or drama teachers <laughs> on the team. So <laughs> that's funny. So when you see these guys that do have the uh, the, the the thought out, prepared dances, is, is that too far? They've ta- have they taken it too far with, with some of these current players? <laughs> Some of it's Cuba. Some of it's it, 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 it's a little over the top, yeah. but I think if that's what get their fan base excited, do it. Yep, do it. 
I'm with you. Sometimes I don't like the the every first down celebration. I don't mind the, the oh. touchdown celebration. What do you think of that? Oh. Andy, that that drives me. I mean, even backups come in there and they get oh. a first. What are you, well, that's what you're supposed to do. That's right. <laughs> I mean, something like that. That's what you're supposed to do. And you're supposed to dance when you get in the end zone. So. <laughs> there you go. I, 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 I can get behind you that. Know. No, I'm with you. Billy White Shoes Johnson. Our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL wide receiver and, and a returner, one of the, the, the best ever. And, and you're, you're joining us today on behalf of Pork Rind Appreciation Day and the, the Gridiron Greats Assistant Fund. And uh, people can check out porkrinds.com. But, but Pork Rinds, what, why do you love them and, and, and why do you want to tell people about them? Well, here's a good thing about it. They have the good people at Rudolph Foods partnering up with the Gridiron Greats Assistant Fund. And leading up until the game, they'll be making a donation up to $15,000. So they know the struggles that some of the former greats, the pioneers of the game, how they struggle sometimes just to get all their medical assistance, or their medicals taken care of. And so when they did, when I heard they were partnering up with that, I said, hey, it's a no-brainer. And plus, what better way to watch a pigskin game and having pigskins while you watch the game. And here's another good thing I like about it also. Once you purchase uh, some of the uh, Southern Recipe pork rinds, you get a chance to play a game. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to purchase it. But every time you play a game, that individual can win up $2,500. Uh, and along with some other good things that are being uh, given away. Very cool. Pork Rind Appreciation Day. Uh, check out porkrinds.com and, and supporting gridiron greats and, and gridirongreats.org and, and billy white shoes johnson our, our guest today on unpacking it and and billy we love talking football and and food but but even more importantly <laughs> we, we love talking faith and and so just want to hear a, a little bit about your your faith journey and 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 at this point in your life as as you look back what are some of the the, the key moments in your life that that god has has really revealed himself and, and some of the, the key moments that have really uh, defined your life and, and, and established uh, your, your faith? One of the things is that to play in a game of Giants, that was, uh, I was fortunate to do that. And it made it a lot easier for me knowing that I can't do it alone. And I know where my talent came from. It's like uh, I look to the hills from whence coming to my help. And that's what it was for me knowing that God was in control. Mm. Uh, once again, showing himself again when I had uh, three injuries. And one really severely uh, handicapped me. They thought I would never play again. Uh, they kept it close to vest, but they didn't think that I would ever come back and play on the level that I did, which I was able to. But it was with by the grace of God that I was able to come back and continue my career. And knowing that, I, you know, you don't get caught up in a lot of stuff in the periphery. You, you, know, you know your sense of being, and you realize that this is part of what you do, part of who you are, but it's not the defining person. Uh, it's not the defining element of who you are as a person. You're much more than an athlete. Mm. Not strong. So, so as you uh, just kind of think about ways that you've, you've grown and, and ways that, that God has really uh, just worked in you, what what are some of the the, the lessons learned and, and things that that you think back and say, man, I'm I'm so thankful that that God delivered me from that, changed me in that way. What what comes oh, to mind? Oh gosh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that I find over the years is that you learn to uh, uh, not, not to react right away. You know, you got to be slow to speak sometimes and not be impetuous, uh, which we all do at times. And and the biggest thing is, is being able to listen and to hear. For me, I've been fortunate to get involved with Bible Study Fellowship, BSF yeah. International. Yeah. It's all over the world. You know, I've been involved in that for so many years. I wish I had that when I was playing. But I find that looking back on my career, it's all by the grace of God that I was in every spot. And hopefully I was able to be able to share with others and they could see Christ in me and some of the things that I did. Now, I still made some blunders, but knowing that he was with me and, and my countenance, and that is where you be able to turn lives. What, how you emulate who you are in Christ sometimes out there when nobody's watching you and you're just trying to do the right thing. And that, to me, I look back over that boy and my blessed mm. of knowing people who have uh, always uh, been there for me and, and gone with a team that had had a lot of good Christian guys on it, uh, some solid brothers in the Word. It, it makes a difference. It keeps you well-grounded to who you are. Billy White Shoes Johnson with us here on Unpacking It. And and as we wrap things up, we, we've got to hear your Super Bowl prediction. So everybody's given it and, uh, you know, got to pick a side. So so what do you think, Patriots and Rams? Oh, oh, I, I, I pick no bones because of uh, two of the guys who coached with the Rams. I knew Wade Phillips. We got a good long history. And Billy Johnson, his uh, defensive line coach, uh, we, we got uh, a good friendship. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay. And not only that, but I think they they have the edge when it comes to uh, to the game itself. If there was a uh, big uh, agile men up front, that's right. Well, speaking of, of Wade Phillips, real quickly, to me, it's such a, a unique dynamic that that here he is, an older veteran coach, has been around forever, has been a head coach in the past, and and here he is kind of under the leadership of a young head coach in Sean McVay. What, what do you think of that, that interesting relationship and the way that they have that set up? I'm going to tell you something. If Sean McVay was not a personable guy and didn't have a knack to be able to, to have the inside of how to treat people, then I don't think Wade would have gone there. Mm. But I think that says a lot for Sean that he has – He's able to talk to people, knows how to talk to people at a young age. Uh, I think, to, you know, young coaches always somehow feel as though they have to come in and show who's in charge. And I think it's great for him to know that he can look to Wade, who's been a head coach before, he's been around the game much longer than he was born. <laughs> I mean, much longer than than he's been on earth here. That's right. But I think it's a, it's a great mix. So I, and I think that's why they have success. You know, he, he's a great communicator. Makes sense, and uh, yeah, it's just a, a cool setup, and they've, they've had instant success, which is very impressive to already get to the Super Bowl uh, this this quickly. So, uh, Billy, man, great to hear from you. Really appreciate you joining us here on Unpacking It. And again, he, he's joining us on behalf of Pork Rind Appreciation Day, uh, porkrinds.com, and, and also just a, a, to be able to support the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund, and that can be found at gridirongreats.org. Billy, really appreciate it, and, and enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed it. He's Billy White Shoes Johnson. Really appreciate him joining us here on Unpacking It. Up next, we'll do our final segment, Unpack This, about the Rams running backs. 
inspiring conversations, and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Thanks for joining us here on Unpacking It. It's time for our final segment. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. Los Angeles Rams running back Todd Gurley is one of the best players in the league. Unfortunately, he injured his knee in week 15 and had to take a few weeks off to heal. In his absence, C.J. Anderson took over his duties and played tremendously well. Even in their matchup with the Saints, Anderson had more carries than Gurley, who was back on the field. Of course, running backs want to be the workhorse back, but Gurley has embraced sharing the load with Anderson, especially since they keep winning. He recently said, what do you all not understand? It's not about me. This sport has never been about me. It's never been about one player. Gurley was used to carrying the offense before getting injured, but it's been so crucial that the team has been able to lean on Anderson. In our own lives, all too often, we want to carry the load and don't like to give up the ball. We want to be the workhorse that takes on all the responsibility. The truth is, though, all of us need to share each other's burdens. We need someone to come alongside us, and we need the help with the heavy load others are dealing with. This workhorse mentality of, I can do it on my own, I don't need anyone, plays out in another way as well. We try to save ourselves and carry the burden of being good enough by our own efforts. Thankfully, though, God didn't design us to operate that way. Instead, he sent Jesus to carry the burden of our sin and saves us by his grace. Simply put, it's not based on our individual efforts. Jesus tells us, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Today, let's surrender and realize we don't have to be the only one carrying the ball, but can share our burdens with others and find freedom and rest in Jesus. So I really hope you're willing to unpack that. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl, and until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.